minutes to discuss this uh, far-ranging movement area of the site. Uh, I'm going to ask some questions, but uh, if you want to cut into that in the later hand, it's a bit difficult for us to see, but uh, yeah. there's a microphone with our friend Thank you everybody for coming out tonight. Some people here in the audience as well who helped on the films. And Belgian, Belgian filmmaker who was in Johannesburg for a couple of years. Voters' 
message here in Holland is Marie Le Pen's message in France and goes on in Austria. Yes, that's, that's it's horrible. All those people have not been liberation movements before. No, but we've got to ask ourselves why are these people there? Because you know the social democrats of yesteryear are now the social liberals and they've basically said we've got to kneel down before the market, the altar of the the economy. And um, I don't think that's that's working for many people. It's it's not humane, it's dehumanizing us and it's dividing us, it's fragmenting our societies. But we see many people in your in your film, which we know, of the struggle years mm. um, of the Communist Party, of the ANC, of, and, and, but they're all commenting very strongly. But um, they, they, they they are sidelined in a way. Uh, so there's a way that Zuma is uh, keeping power within the party, despite everything that happens. So he has a system. You must be knowing. What it is by now? Yeah, in South Africa, we thought that we would never go the case of many other African countries because we had this strong trade union movement and we had the, you know, the Communist Party and so on. But we wouldn't see this system of patronage, these patronage networks where people, politics in many ways becomes how you can access um, the state. Those those inside the state have got access to resources, to get resources from yourself. And that, that this network's been building up over time. And it was, I think, the, the, the policy of black economic empowerment, which on its own is okay, but it was used as, to become the central plank of the attempt to transform the economy, deracialize the economy. From being a largely white control, you know, controlled by a, th a few oligopolies, um, monopolies, yeah, for us who, you know, it was a it was a it was a racially exclusive democracy for for the whites, and they looked after the whites. But now, when it, democracy was opened up to everybody, the challenge was much bigger because now you've got a whole, um, another 80% of the population have expectations and they just haven't been met. I think money does change people. These black tycoons that emerged through their connections to the ANC together with what we call the securocrats around uh, Zuma have come together to exercise a very firm grip on the movement. apartheid term, you, you yeah. realise that. Yeah, absolutely. Bureaucrats who were... Yeah, absolutely. ...the 80s, apartheid regime. Yeah. So we've got the rise of a new group of securocrats. And I think that's the problem, really, with the, with the nationalist project, because it only really looks after the, the middle class. Small section of the population, and that's a very small section of the population in a country like South Africa. And then we got Julius Malema. He's more or less the hero in this movie. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, he's positive. No, absolutely. I think he's got ambiguity, but at the moment he's playing a very positive role. Um, but you ask this question yourself: Can he be trusted? Um, that's what we all ask ourselves: If you can be trusted, okay? But yeah. the militancy, the, the military commander-in-chief side of him is past. Yeah, there's a hyper-masculinity there. There's a there's a militarism. There's a there's a commandism, um, but there's also, I think, some gut politics where he feels that he needs to speak to the people from where he came from. You know, he grew Which up. Admired. He grew up in poverty, yeah, and he turned his back against the political career that he could have got. He could have got rich just like the others, and he's decided to give it a shot, but. The, the question I ask myself is, I was, you know, is it just about getting a slice of the cake, getting into the system and trying to, like the ANC, uh, take on this beast of an economy, a political economy that we inherited through the parliamentary institutions? I don't think that's enough. I mean, look. Look what the EU did to the Greeks and uh, Syriza. They beat them down very seriously and they could, was able to do that because Syriza hadn't built enough counterpower in the communities and the trade unions and so on. They're relying on this parliamentary edifice really where, to my mind, real power doesn't really lay them. But, but then during the elections, it was the... Democratic Alliance that profited more. To your surprise, you say. In the film, the film. Uh, yeah, well, I was following Malema. I was thought, oh, Malema's going to double his vote, yeah. and uh, maybe the DA will get a little bit more. And that was the predictions. Actually, Malema's vote increased very marginally by a percent. It's not enough for a party to feel that it's on on route to power. Um, what happened was three million people, supporters of the ANC, just refused to go out and vote for the ANC. Again, something quite similar to what happened in America with the Democrats. You know, more, more working class people voted for the Republicans than they ever had. But in the main, many of the sort of core constituencies, working class constituencies of the Democratic Party, just refused. They couldn't see an alternative in Clinton or. But, but the economic freedom fighters uh, are still the ones that, that will have the future at their side. So, what would you expect from them in ten years' time or so, when they continue to grow and they get in a position of influence now, it might turn into power somewhere on the on the road? Can they deliver? You ask the question in the movie, but you don't answer it really. Yeah, it's a, it's a rhetorical question because um, I I think the. Trying to show in a way without hitting people over the head with it. And I think the real prospects for fundamental social change 
nine people's self-organisation, self-mobilisation. The students, for me, are, are a very good sign. Uh, you know, when you have thousands of people who actually got a vested stake inside the system, questioning that system, thousands of people are able to read and engage and uh, think through new alternatives. That's where the real hope lies uh, in the re-energisation of the civic movement. Uh, we've now got a committee for a new trade union federation where they, they're trying to build less bureaucratic trade unions, trade unions which are controlled by the members and so on. And hopefully, out of these new formations and the very intense struggle which is going on, you know, we've just had 800 students arrested over the last two, three months. Many of them charged very serious charges. Many of them all will go to jail. Many of scores have been, if not hundreds, suspended and expelled. And this fight is set to continue in the new term next year. Um, in that crucible of struggle, people, ideas develop, they begin to see things, I think, a bit more clearly. They're forced to think through it. Hopefully we'll see a, a genuine democratic alternative emerge. My fear about Malema is that he's, he, I'm not too sure whether he's a genuine democrat, whether he, he's willing to do the hard work of, of patient work of working inside civil society. Specific movements we have seen before and then the political uh, organisation was the ANC. UDF in the 80s uh, that could uh, translate the civic movement into politics. Do you think the EFF could play that role? I think they could. I think what's important about the EFF is I don't believe you can have any prospect of a vibrant movement without young people in their masses driving that movement. They are the muscles. They are the limbs of any movement. And, but I don't think they can do that on their own. I do think there is a section of the trade union movement, there is a section of the intelligentsia, for, for want of a better word. There are sizable sectors inside the civic movement, certain areas that can come together and build something which is able to challenge them. What has been a monolith, which is, and still is a very powerful organisation. Kind of one party. Um, the Someone giant is falling, you say? Someone over here. Uh, yeah, uh, um, last question. The giant is falling. Um, <coughs> it, yes, the, the, the giant has not, not yet hit the bottom. Can the, the ANC invent itself to take up that mantle again or not? This is a scary thing, I think. The, um, I was thinking that the ANC would be out of power in maybe 2024, you know, not the coming elections in 2019. But it seems that they're quite clear that they, they want to keep Zuma. And um, I think the last elections in many ways was a, a referendum in, in large part on Zuma and other stuff. But 
If they're going to keep Zuma, I think they face the very real prospect of losing power in 2019. Now then, what's going to replace them? The DA, the coalition between white liberal capitalists and part of white liberal capital and in South Africa, you know, a liberal, a white liberal is not very liberal. It's quite deeply conservative often. <laughs> and the EFF, a coalition, can you see it? I, mean, I, just, I just can't see it happening. So yeah. I think they're going to, an introspection, a reinvention will only take place once they're outside of power. They have to go yeah. down more before reinvention. Okay. Uh, can, can I have a question? Yeah. So, uh, well, well, well done for the film, yeah. Uh, it's an important film that we needed to make. Uh, I'm South African, so. But I want to ask, um, you seem to be very reluctant to, to, to point out the fact that business is a real problem to South African problems. In fact, the cornerstone of Malema's party is economic emancipation which is really gunning for business, uh, because we know the economy of South Africa, in fact, if we take the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, 95% of it is owned by white business, making decisions for uh, London. Uh, and Malema has been a thorn to them. And the reason he's fighting the ANC is because he says they are protecting the interests of business. Of course, Zuma has got his weaknesses of being corrupt and so on. But we, you and I, know at the core of the problem of South Africa is capitalism and the protection or the protecting of that capitalism, which is what the ANC is doing. Why are they reluctant to point that out? Yes, okay, well, thank you very much. Do you want to react to that, or it's just a comment? <coughs> I will react to it. I'm yeah. happy to take a few questions. Yeah, more questions. Uh, <coughs> I have an extension on the uh, remarks of my predecessor. Um, the plans of uh, the Democratic Alliance and of, uh, of Malema, the socio-economic plans, are they really clear? And have they been calculated through by something like a central plan bureau that we do have here. Are these plans realistic? We live in a competitive, open world society. Business is important. That's where we get our living from. We don't like it, but that's the truth. So I'm just asking, the economic plans of both opposition parties, are they solid? Are they well thought through by experts? Two quite involved questions. I mean, I do think that um, we had political choices, uh, particularly, and there were political options open to us. We had a lot of currency um, in the early 90s, um, particularly with Mandela and stuff, that we could have made decisions and put South Africa onto a different path. And I say in the film that we didn't take those. You know, 
There's quite a bit of context up front. We didn't... There, there was an argument that there was no alternative to capitalism, okay? And the ANC, and most of the world swallowed that. And, and the ANC went along with that. Had huge consequences. Not only for the people of our country, but for the organisation itself, which began to implode and turn on itself. And I'm really, for me, um, possibly it's not clear enough in the film, but I think that's why Malema was expelled. Because we thought, okay, we've got rid of Becky, he's economically conservative, he's not prepared to take on these guys. Malema's saying we must take on these guys. And Zuma takes, takes him out of the equation. And uh, he goes on to create problems there for the ANC outside of the ANC. And I think all of these problems really, those early decisions, choices that we made, um, the chickens have come home to roost. And that's what we're living with now, the consequences. Yes, but the question right now is, I think, also by you, um, has that moment gone, or can the, the, well, that's there what still saying, be yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, a radical so, transformation? I don't think you can go up against your own um, economic power, you know, often, particularly in Europe, in South Africa too, we have quite a strong local capitalist class. But then you've also got an international system which is saying there's one way, only one way, and if you go out of that one way, we're going to punish you. As I was saying, as they did in Greece. They punished them severely, threatened them. Um, now, the only option you have in a circumstance such as that the only counterpower to a group of a, a political party which is saying, well, no, we want to do this, and then then the big stick comes out, is is the people who 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 need this, the people your support base, having a very solid support base and basing your your voice, the power behind your voice, with the the real power in the communities, in the workplaces, in the schools, and so on. And that, that's the only counter-power which can, I think, challenge um, an attempt to um, make a real dent into the, the very hegemonic position that capitalism enjoys. Now, the other question uh, about, well, can we really is this really feasible? Is this just not a pipe dream? Is this... I think in many places now there is no alternative but to go on a fundamental uh, attack against rising inequality. Now, how do you do that unless you take it away from someone who's got... You know, there's a, there's a pie. To be able to uh, give to one section of society, you have to take from another. You have to attack and attack the prerogatives of capitalism 
and neoliberalism. So it's, you know, all these fancy economic formulas and so on, they're heavily politically driven, value driven by a set of politics, a set of values. And that's the problem. It's the lack of political will. It's not whether um, we can afford to give 40% of the land over to black South Africans or whether we can have a few sections of the mining industry under state control or whether we can have a few banks under state control. That's all Malema's asking for. It's what social democracies everywhere in the world have done for, for eons and, and which is, has been driven, rolled back over the last 30 years in quite a dramatic fashion. Okay, I think, uh, thank you. Uh, we have time one only for one, one question, yes? Yeah, I have, uh, thanks very much for the, for the documentary. Uh, I, I basically have a question on a personal level, uh, on your personal level, actually. Uh, I have two questions, more or less, and they're connected. Did you, over, while making this documentary, did you and your team uh, have a lot of fights with friends and family over it, uh, and maybe, maybe even lose some friendship? And the second level I, I'm interested in is, to, were you ever really scared, or are you scared while making a movie like this, being around, uh, facilitating people like Malema, uh, to fight power and give it a face. Yeah, I had to be a bit, bit careful because the movie I did before was, you know, got a lot of attention locally and... Um, it was the one about the Marikana massacre. About the miners shot down, so... Um, that... Uh, so, so there was always a degree of fear, and particularly for your family and stuff, but uh, I, I can't allow those things to get to me, and I think it just leads to paralysis, so sort of drive it down and put it out of my head. The, um, the, the previous film, yeah, I, I sort of, there was a, I was, it's, uh, it's an accusation, uh, the previous film in many ways. Uh, and it's accusing the African National Congress of turning its backs and being willing to brutally massacre people um, to do the bidding of these corporations rather than the bidding of the people who put them into power. And you have many friends and family relationships were upset in that process. So it's, it's really been done with the last film. So it was only doing the last film that allowed me to, to do this film in many ways. Which, you know, it's a big political story, it's very hard to make work as, as a film, you know, as, as a real film. It's, um, I don't know whether, how well it <coughs> yes. does work in film. Yes, I think you've been rather frank with us. Well, thank you very much, and also thank you for ending with, uh, with a hopeful ending, but with the future in the hands of, of the youth. Well, yeah. even when there's no hope, we need hope. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do we well, I was, I was all, not only hope, but I was rather convinced by that too. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much.
Thank you so much.